she took her daughter in her arms, onto her lap. Ah, that hot, smooth little body she remembered from its infancy, and still not gone from her, not quite yet, and said that the play was stupendous, and agreed instantly, murmuring into the tight whirl of the girl's ear, that this word could be quoted on the poster, which was to be on an easel in the entrance hall by the ticket booth. Bryony was hardly to know it then, but this was the project's highest point of fulfilment. Nothing came near it for satisfaction. All else was dreams and frustration. There were moments in the summer dusk after her light was out when she burrowed in the delicious gloom of her canopy bed and made her heart thud with luminous yearning fantasies, little playlets in themselves, every one of which featured Leon. In one, his big, good-natured face buckled in grief as Arabella sank in loneliness and despair. In another, there he was, cocktail in hand, at some fashionable city watering hole, overheard boasting to a group of friends, Yes, my younger sister, Bryony Tallis, the writer. You must surely have heard of her. In a third, he punched the air in exultation as the final curtain fell, although there was no curtain. There was no possibility of a curtain. Her play was not for her cousins. It was for her brother, to celebrate his return, provoke his admiration, and guide him away from his careless succession of girlfriends toward the right form of wife, the one who would persuade him to return to the countryside, the one who would sweetly request Bryony's services as a bridesmaid. She was one of those children possessed by a desire to have the world just so, whereas her big sister's room was a stew of unclosed books, unfolded clothes, unmade bed, unemptied ashtrays. Bryony's was a shrine to her controlling demon. The model farm spread across a deep window ledge consisted of the usual animals, but all facing one way, toward their owner, as if about to break into song and even the farmyard hens were neatly corralled. In fact, Bryony's was the only tidy upstairs room in the house. Her straight-backed dolls in their many-roomed mansion appeared to be under strict instructions not to touch the walls. The various thumb-sized figures to be found standing about her dressing table, cowboys, deep-sea divers, humanoid mice, suggested by their even ranks and spacing a citizen's army awaiting orders. A taste for the miniature was one aspect of an orderly spirit. Another was a passion for secrets. In a prized varnished cabinet, a secret drawer was opened by pushing against the grain of a cleverly turned dovetail joint, and here she kept a diary locked by a clasp and a notebook written in a code of her own invention. In a toy safe opened by six secret numbers, she stored letters and postcards. An old tin petty cash box was hidden under a removable floorboard beneath her bed. In the box were treasures that dated back four years, to her ninth birthday when she began collecting. A mutant double acorn, fool's gold, a rain-making spell, bought at a funfair, a squirrel's skull as light as a leaf. But hidden drawers, lockable diaries, and cryptographic systems could not conceal from Bryony the simple truth. She had no secrets. Her wish for a harmonious, organized world denied her the reckless possibilities of wrongdoing. 
Mayhem and destruction were too chaotic for her tastes, and she did not have it in her to be cruel. Her effective status as an only child, as well as the relative isolation of the Talis house, kept her, at least during the long summer holidays, from girlish intrigues with friends. Nothing in her life was sufficiently interesting or shameful to merit hiding. No one knew about the squirrel's skull beneath her bed, but no one wanted to know. None of this was particularly an affliction, or rather, it appeared so only in retrospect, once a solution had been found. At the age of eleven, she wrote her first story, a foolish affair, imitative of half a dozen folk tales and lacking, she realised later, that vital knowingness about the ways of the world which compels a reader's respect. But this first clumsy attempt showed her that the imagination...